Well, hello, dads, and welcome to the Dad Nation podcast. Happy New Year. I guess I can say that, Matt. Yes. Welcome to the podcast. Uh, my name is Jason Braun. I'm just get the privilege to be co-founder of a ministry called Dad Camp, and alongside of me is my good friend Matt, who's a part of uh, this ministry in a huge way, a board of part of our board of directors, and uh, we like to call him Mr. Wisdom. So, uh, just appreciate uh, having him this month as we start a new year of of episodes. And uh, if you're not familiar with Dad Camp, just go to dadcamp.org. Uh, that is kind of the, the parent ministry of this podcast. Uh, but this podcast is just, it's for any and all dads who just want to be encouraged. There's not a lot out there. I was recently uh, looking at like a ranking of different podcasts. Um, mm-hmm. We were sent it as part of this this ranking. And uh, there were 250 podcasts in the, the parenting and family genre that were uh, that were a part of this ranking. So I was just kind of scrolling through it. And if I got my counting right, I out of the 250, there were three for dads. Wow. And then probably 200 for moms mm-hmm. and about mm-hmm. 40-ish for parents in general. Yeah. That's kind of how I kind of looked at it. And I just thought, you know, there just isn't a lot out there no. for us. So that's, that's why we do this. That's right. So, to encourage you guys. And so welcome if you're a first-time listener. Uh, and uh, thank you if you've been a, a regular listener for for sticking with us and being uh, a part of the journey. But uh, we have been um, going through a resource uh, that we used at Dad Camp uh, last fall, and we thought let's continue uh, with that. But um, almost forgot though, we've got a question of the day that I need QOD. to ask Matt. All um, right, as part of our, our tradition, and um, um, I'm I'm going backwards a month uh, because I didn't ask you this last month, and we've just come through the Christmas season, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but uh, I'm going to ask you a, a, a Christmas question. Is that all right? Okay. Yeah. That sounds um, good. And you know, I was uh, recently asked this uh, as well as on our staff team, so I thought, you know what? I'm going to ask Matt this. So your favorite Christmas present that you received as a child favorite christmas present um and my memory's always i'm not the greatest at at uh, remembering all my gifts but i have to say one that immediately stands out to me is uh my nintendo there you go like the original, the original. nintendo yes the the what was it 8 bit i think it was 8 bit or 16 bit i can't remember which which one that was but it was uh you know came with super mario super brothers. mario brothers yeah and just play that thing for hours um you know as it as it aged you got to blow on those cartridges make sure you get that <laughs> dust out of there so it'll load right um, but so I you got that being, for Christmas? Yeah, I was okay. really excited. That's, that's really excited. You know, in that, that time, out. yeah, that was my thirteenth. I think it was thirteenth or twelfth birthday present. Okay. So similarly, okay. I never forget it. Yeah. And that led to a summer of being up in the cave, my 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 <laughs> kid cave room, and yep. Yes. <laughs> Spending countless of hours of my life were spent um, on that. So I got and I got one more as a dad, mm-hmm. a favorite Christmas moment memory as a father. Um, man, one of one. I guess one of my more 
more recent. And maybe that's why it stands out to me. Yep. But we just it's not extravagant. It's relatively simple. But me and uh, Jamie and and uh, Ryan and Brayden and Kylan were just in um, Carmel has this area called the Arts District. Okay. And uh, they had did some lights out mm-hmm. there for Christmas and. Um, we went down there with my uh, brother-in-law and sister-in-law and their kids and, and went to this pizza place, had pizza, um, and then went out and walked amongst these lights and took pictures together. And um, yeah, it may sound really simple, but I, I it stands out to me as like, it was one of those where you like get to the end of the day and you go, like, that was a great day. That was a great day. It was a great had day. My, had, had my a family. Great time with my with my wife, my, my kids, watching them laugh and joke with each other and... Um, yeah, that just stands out as like one of those great memories that we had an awesome day together. My, you know, and mine was you know, when I answered the question, mine was really kind of similar. It just took me back to, you know, we've lived, uh, you know, we've raised our kids in Indiana, uh, but I grew up in Canada, but we never had a chance to go back to my home very often. Uh, just the memories I thought about it was one of the the winters that we did get back for Christmas it was I think it was 2014 or 15. Uh, and just being home with them in, you know, where I grew up, uh, and we had tons of snow that year. I mean, it was piling up like feet and it was really fun. We had a great time, but just, it just sparked a memory. And, um, and it really was right before my mom started to really, you know, start the Alzheimer's, you know, started Mm -hmm. to kick in for her. So, um, that was kind of that one of those final kind of memories that we were all there with that. So yeah, that was kind of a, as I thought about that question too. So yeah. Awesome. Did you have a good Christmas? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Us too. Got to have my dad come home. So that was, that was, uh, yes. And I, and and being off work, uh, almost every year I have to alternate and work Christmas and then be off Thanksgiving, New Year's or vice versa, uh, work, uh, Thanksgiving, New Year's be off Christmas. And this is a rare year that I have had the Thanksgiving break off and the Christmas break off. Perfect. And my wife and I were thinking like, I can't, I legitimately don't remember the last time that happened. If it's ever happened since I got into oh, emergency wow. medicine. So this is huge. Huge. Cool. Huge. Cool. You know, we walked into, if you watch this podcast, you, you see like our little studio here. If you listen, you would have no idea what we're talking about. But uh, I walked in this morning and I said to Matt, how long has this Denver Bronco <laughs> crock pot been sitting on, on the table behind me? And he's like, uh, well, several months, you know, now that we've, you know, and I'm like, yep, never noticed it till literally today. So, yeah. Yeah. But um, that's my team. And uh Yeah. Um, and we're actually somewhat back in the conversation for the first time in a while. So. Surprisingly, <laughs> surprisingly. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, we'll see where this all ends up. But <laughs> we actually have a winning record, and we were one in five, and we're one game out of first place behind a team that won the Super Bowl last year. So, like, the whole, this, none of it makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, but yeah, yeah. And starting well, out, I'm like, they're just, they're crashing and burning so, for like yeah. probably the worst, well, have the worst record in the NFL come oh. into the season. And it's like, Okay, they turned it around. Statistically, at the one in five point in the year, I read an article. Statistically, in more than five categories, they were on pace to be the worst team in the history of the NFL. Yeah. 
Absolutely. In the history of the NFL. Yeah. And now they're seven and six. Yeah. And probably had had low single digit percentage chance of making the playoffs. Oh, it was like point. less than two. Yeah. So yeah. they're yeah, they're still not in, but they're playing the Lions. No, oh, that that was last yeah, yeah, whatever. They're it's interesting. Hope springs but, eternal. But this, this whole room here has got a bunch of different things in it, and I literally never saw that. So yeah. anyway, we're laughing about that. So all right, let's jump in. Uh Chapter four, we are at in this book called Parenting by Andy and Sandra Stanley. This was a resource we used, again, this past season at Dad Camp. Uh, and honestly, the feedback was uh, that it was one of the best resources, guides, parenting uh, books we have ever put in the hands of dads in our 18-year history. Uh, and again, regardless what we said of what you think about Andy Stanley, uh you know that might be someone you love, someone maybe not so much, but this resource as a as a parent, uh, we think it's it's absolutely phenomenal, and there's just there's it's really good. So, super encourage you. But just really quickly, we've we've spent the last several months talking about the first three chapters. Um, this whole book is based around this question of getting it right. Um, what like the I, the question of what is your it. As a parent, do you know what your it is, like where you're trying to take your family? Um, and if you don't have that, that this idea that direction does determine destination, and if you haven't picked a destination, uh, that it will be chosen for you. And then we kind of find ourselves reacting as parents, as dads, rather than leading, because if we don't know exactly where we're taking, we're going to be just kind of reacting in the moment. And that's when things get... Just less effective, less com- you know, more complicated, and uh, and so their parenting it um, is, and it, it sounds it's it's you know as you dig into it, you're like, oh, this is brilliant. At, at surface level, it sounds a little surface level, mm-hmm. I would say, but you dig down, dig down, and you're and it's it's profound. But it's just that when their kids would would um, become adults, that they would choose to still be with them. When they no longer had to, yeah, and uh, and so the whole thing is rooted in relationship uh, that they parented with the relationship in mind, uh, and you know when you think about it, that's pretty brilliant because when you lose relationship, you lose influence, and what right. do we want most as parents is to have influence right w- over our kids and to direct them in the areas and ways that we feel like we hope and that they'll head, and when we break relationship. We lose that ability to do that. And so yeah. they parented with that uh, in mind. And uh, chapter one just was a, uh, a just an incredible chapter. There's so many things I've got written down here. I don't even get in. We, we talked about the dad ditch, and uh, we talked about... Um, you know the law of the harvest that, and and as parents we tend to beat ourselves up because sometimes you know our kids aren't perfect and we're not perfect and our kids are gonna go off the track sometimes just like we go off the track sometimes and sometimes that happens in a really difficult season of when they're young adults or teenagers or um, and there's there's difficult times and mm-hmm. we tend to beat ourselves up like what did we do wrong what have how did I mess up what could I've done differently and while those things are. I think are you know we it's fair to evaluate and, and to think about that, but he he just said, hey, don't grade your crop until the harvest kind of comes in, and the right. harvest really doesn't come in till they're Down in the that road. middle twenties and beyond kind of mm-hmm. kind of stage, and so that's really when all of that work, the planting and the you know planting the seeds and the fertilizing and you know the you know and so as a parent, the prayer, the 
the intentional parenting things he did, all of that doesn't really come to, to maturity until till till, the, till that mid twenties or even later kind of stage. So be patient, you know, hang in there, don't give up, you know. And so it's really encouraging to 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 hear that. Uh, he also said that, that a healthy parent-child relationship is the best predictor of a child's relational success outside the family. And so, again, the, the value of teaching how to restore, how to repair, how to have healthy relationships, it's all, um, it's all in here. And then uh, the next couple of chapters, we've, gone, we've talked about the, the stages of parenting. And it's super important to know them because uh, they make the case that while kids naturally move from one stage to another. They're not even thinking about it. They're just growing up. Parents don't naturally move from one stage to other. And we kind of can sometimes get stuck parenting, uh, you know, the way we, we, the way we parented them when they were zero to six years old, we keep parenting that way when they're 13 to 17. And that doesn't work real well. And we need to shift. And so we, we talked about these, these stages, the discipline years, the training years, the coaching years, the friendship years. And so, um, if all of this is like sparking some interest and you haven't listened, we encourage you to go back and, uh, and listen. So we're going to go into chapter, uh, four, uh, today. And I love the title of this chapter. They called it, <laughs> I do too. he called it, don't worship the devil. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, this is going to be good. Like, yeah. Part don't two. Worship. Make sure you check out part two to hear about that. Yeah. And so, um, we're going to kind of, yeah, take this conversation into two Two parts. So this month, uh, look for another episode, uh, a second episode to come out in uh, in uh, just the later, later half of the month. But so if you don't really know why in this episode why we're talking about don't worship the devil, you'll find out in the ne- in the next one. Stay tuned. So stay stay tuned. It's a great story, uh, and uh, it leads to to some great conversations. But um, this whole chapter was about basically kind of about rules. Like mm. what uh, did you have or do you have, did they have like rules that governed their home? Um, and, and, and it boiled down for them, uh, which was really fascinating. And we're going to just kind of, kind of talk about these two, these two rules. Uh, but they, they, they narrowed it down to two things that, that everything kind of played through two rules. And those two things were honor your mother and never tell a lie. Right, and everything they did, then kind of parented, they did like through those, those two things, and um, and they the reason they did that is they they thought about or, or considered, um, and this isn't their idea. This is from an, another book, um, but he, it's referenced in here. But uh, it's the power of habit, um, Charles Duhigg, I guess is what you would say. But he talks about keystone habits. Um, and that a keystone habit are these these small behaviors with large ripple effects or cascading effects. Uh, the keystone habits spark a chain reaction of other positive habits. Mm-hmm. And so an example was exercise and how you know exercise is a keystone habit because it leads to uh, to better sleeping patterns. It leads to better often to better uh, diet. It leads to better act you know. Uh, um, you know, better mentality and perspective and mm-hmm. mental health and all these things that exercise creates these other habits um, that are good for you. Right. Um, but it all starts with this one thing. This one thing leads these cas- into these other cascading things. And so 
the Stanley family felt like, you know, honoring your mother and never tell a lie were these keystone habits that had these cascading uh, effects. And so um, as you thought about that, Matt, um, and thought about your home or what you grew up in when it came to rules and uh, how did rules govern your life at home? How did they govern life now? How do you, how do you establish those things? Um, what were some thoughts or what did you take uh, from this idea of keystone habits and rules within your home? And what have you experienced? What have you, how have you led? Yeah, I thought about that growing up. Um, I was in a, a single parent home from the time I was about four years old. So my mom raised me uh, by herself. And, um, and I was thinking back, like, man, were there any, like, you know, keystone kind of rules? Were there things that were like, this is what drives everything? And at least to, to my recollection, I don't I don't remember. I remember more of, of, like, when I messed up, I knew about it, but I may not have known about it prior. Uh, there wasn't, like, a set, like, a expectation. I just kind of would mess up, and then I'd get in trouble, and then, and then it would be either explained or I'd get in trouble and not necessarily have the why explained. So my parenting now, uh, with, with the wisdom of, of the Lord upon me, uh, is, is a lot different than that. Um, and in our, in our house, man, I, I really resonate with this honor, honor your mom. Okay. Um, and they gave some, he gave a great example in here of like, he goes into one of his uh, uh, son's rooms, and there's oh, just like clothes everywhere, yeah, and there's a wet towel is, from the pool, and he doesn't clean it up. He calls his son up there and says, you know, his son immediately sees it and goes, oh, you know, I starts, no, 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 you don't, he says, you don't clean it up. You ask me to clean it up for you. And he's like, no, 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 dad, like I, it's my, you Got know, it. I'll clean I'll it up. Clean he's it like, up. no, 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 wouldn't allow him to do it. You ask me. I'll clean it up, but you ask me to clean it up. And so his son's getting uncomfortable, and he's yeah. and, he, and the whole point super was... Super awkward. Yeah, super awkward, and he's like <laughs> getting a little irritated and frustrated. And he's like, no, I'm, the point was when you just leave your stuff on the on the floor like that and you leave it in this condition, that's what you're doing. You're, you're just expecting us to do it, but you're not asking. So I want you to feel the uncomfortableness of of asking me to do what you know is your responsibility. Knowing that all the times you've done this before, your mom has come in right. and picked up your mess. Right, right. And this is how she feels, son. Yeah. Every I, time you do this. And I and I, you know, that's that's sort of like um especially if you have boys out there. I've just noticed like my daughter versus my boy is very different, but they they can get into a mode where they they act as if their laundry magically just lifted up off their floor, <laughs> went through the washing machine, went through the dryer, got folded, and ended up back in their room. And then maybe even have the nerve to like think it's a burden on them to put it away. <laughs> you know, like those kind of things. So in in my household there's been this consistent of like honor mom. Like we call we call my wife the CDO. She's the chief domestic She's, officer. Yep, heard you say that before. Yeah, she runs the home. She runs it well. She loves us and cares for us well. Takes care of the business of the home. But so in that, I would think then you're seeing what she values, mm -hmm. what's important to her. Mm -hmm. And so clearly, as in this example, it was that you know Sandra Stanley. It was important to her that your room was kept clean and things were organized. Right. That was a value of hers. Right. And so to leave it a mess 
even though it's your room, as your kids often say, it's right. my room. But that was dishonoring to her as the CDO yes. of the family. Yes. That is dishonoring her. Right. And so we're going to, that's not, that's, that's it's not, not okay. acceptable. Yeah. It's not acceptable. So, so no. But you feel the pain there then of, it's not just, uh, you know, dad, what's the big deal? It's I got clothes on my clothes floor. Clothes on my floor. Who cares? No, I don't care. It, it doesn't bother it's, me. It's making, it's dishonoring your mm-hmm. mom. Uh, that's, that's the, right. the stab in the front. Right. And that's, that's the big, that's the big, you know, the why is because, because this is important to your mother, it has to be important to you as well. Right. It's not mm-hmm. an absolute truth. I'm not telling you that the Bible yeah. says clean up your room. Right. And there's not an absolute truth that clothes can't be on the floor and your, and your room can't be a mess. I'm saying... What is an absolute truth is God's word says honor, honor your, your father and your mother. Yep. And part of doing that is what's important to her. Make that then important make that to you as well. You. That's how you honor her. Right. And right. so that that's the cascading, this keystone kind of habit. Yes. Like, that everything you're doing or you know choosing, you you run it through that grid of well, would this honor mom? Mm-hmm. Uh, and oh well, nope. Even though it's like maybe no big deal to you. Yeah. But if it is a big deal to her. Right. Then you make it, you know. Right. So and that Andy was, and Sandra made the point that, well, why not say honor honor him too, honor right. your dad? Well, they make the point that that honor that you learn to give your mother will extend to your father and to actually other relationships, right? What you're teaching is if you're in relationship with someone, know what's important to them and try to respect and honor that. And I remember him saying, because he made the rule. Right. It kind of, he didn't have to say honor your father and mother. Yeah. It, it, it kind of just happened. Naturally because extended he was kind of him. the, hey, you're going to honor your mother. That's the rule. Right. And it created honor for him. Yeah. Just automatically kind of. Yeah. So. And yeah. that's still a work in progress. Um, I have a 12 year old in my house. So we're still, we're still nudging and pushing on that. He's yes. getting better. He's growing. It's a muscle. I think that they say that. Like mm-hmm. honor is not, you know, you got to train it. It's not the default. It's not the default because we're yeah. selfish. Right. Naturally. Right. That's our, that's the default. Um, you know, as I thought about this, while I, why, like, I really love that. I love the fact that he brought up like a story when, uh, their son was, uh, dating uh, a young lady and she's like, how she, she said to their son, how do you know how to treat me so well? Like I've been out with other boys and you're different. Mm -hmm. And he's just like, well, this is, I'm just doing what I saw my dad do his whole life with my mom. Yeah honor like man that was good and then you know they had they they never sat down at the dinner table uh i was like man i wish i would have done this but you know but uh because i have two girls as well like but you know that my son and i should have never sat down at the dinner table until our daughters and 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 my wife sat down sat down first yeah um just again it was like this unspoken way of just showing them honor and but it's really i just thought that was yeah just a neat way that's not demanding in any way it's not asking a lot like just hey Son, sons in their case, we're not going to sit until mom and your yeah. sister are seated, yeah. you know, as a way to Subtle, show them. but they'll remember that. Yeah. Just, yeah. Uh, so, but I, as, as I thought about it, as I thought about, you know, Bridget and I, my wife, what were our rules or what, it, what was important to us? And kind of like you said, I don't think our kids would say like there were this list of, we knew like that, 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 that. But I would say our keystone rule went a, uh, 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 kind of one one step, I don't know, instead of honor your mother, it was just honor God. Mm-hmm. And when you honor God, 
you're going to honor your mother. Mm-hmm. And when you honor God, you're going to honor people. When you honor God, you're going to love well, like you're going to serve, like, you know. And so early on, I would say our rules, like in the discipline years that we talked about, um, those early, early years when you're kids, when you really got to focus on obedience, we really did. But it wasn't, it wasn't so much, uh, and but the obedience that we had rules towards or like ex- had expectations towards was all in the realm of character. It yeah. wasn't rules to just wasn't behavior modification. No, stuff. it was it was all in the spirit of character. Yeah, um, and we thought you know if we can develop character through like you know and and so we we expected obedience in that in that area. And I would say that we we did have a we were pretty stickler and like obedience was. And I've talked about this before. It was in our home, like when we asked our kids for something to do something. Again, they're not perfect. We're not perfect. That's not what I say. But but we had the expectation of like there wasn't a, a strike one, strike two, strike three kind right. of policy. Like we asked once, and if there was flack or if there wasn't done, well, there was there was there was consequences. It right. wasn't asking again, asking again. No countdown. It, there was it was, and so we did that early on. I think pretty well, but it was done in the spirit of building their character. It was done in the spirit of loving that each other as siblings well, loving each other well. Um, my wife was, I've said that, you know, she, that, she was a stickler to that. And I just had a conversation with um, someone that is a, is a cousin of mine, but is a mentor to someone of those people in, in your life that you're like, you just look up to. Uh, he's been in ministry. Uh, he's a counselor. Uh, he's just a family expert, um, and uh, but he has a saying. And we just had a a, a Zoom call uh, not long ago, uh, catching up, and um, and he might do some dad camp stuff this next year. I'm super excited about. Nice. But but anyway, but he's had this saying, and he had a shirt a shirt on that day while we're having this Zoom call that it was his saying. It's his life mantra, and I was like, it it's it's exactly right. But he just. His what he's taught his family, and and like I said, he he signs emails with this saying. He I've seen it for years and years, but it's just this: put God first, life works best. Mm. Yeah, and that is like that was like this rule over his family, kids, grandkids. You know, put God first. Yeah, life works best. So it's kind of like the keystone value: honor God, and life just works best. And I really, you know, we really believe that too. And so I wrote down keystone value for us would have been honor God, a keystone question for our family as my kids grew out of that obedience stage, like where we're just teaching them like, you know, obedience and, and why those training years and got into their, you know, their coaching years when they're teenagers. And um, we try to teach them this question to kind of filter their life through. And it's just, what is the wise choice? Mm. Um, you know, this this isn't there's not a black and white you know it's just what is the wise choice not what's right or wrong but as you think about honoring god what is the wise choice in this situation in light right. of everything you know in the past in light of everything you want for your future in this moment what is the wise choice not yeah. what is the right choice what is the and that stemmed out of a verse that my kids and I've shared this again before but would say that there's one verse we heard dad tell us it was the fear of the lord is the beginning of wisdom. Yes. And again, like the fear of the lord is honor, like 
honor God, like put put yourself under his authority, mm-hmm. not your authority. Mm-hmm. And when you do, he says, and he promises, that's the beginning of wisdom. We can't have wisdom without it. Right. When we put ourselves outside of his umbrella and make our go our own direction and and make our own choices, there's not there's no wisdom there. No. And so I told my kids, just do that. He'll give you the wisdom, help you answer what is the wise choice in the moment. And life put God first, life works best. That's yeah. that was kind of our this big idea of you know honor as I thought about our history mm-hmm. and our family and um and all that. So um really good stuff. But yeah. any other stories on honor um you want to add or Mm, it's it's a little bit piggybacking on what you're saying about honoring God. I've we've and through the years in Dad Camp, we've talked about some of these things at our um, at our fuel breakfasts and at some of the Dad Camps that I've been at. But I thought about you know sometimes you'll get asked this question of like if if you could just do like ensure one thing for your children. Yep. There's God says I'll give you one thing. You ask for it. It's done. I've always thought like, man, if I was given that opportunity, I would say that all three of my children would have a true and saving faith in Jesus Christ. It's one of those umbrella statements. It's like, if that falls in line, if someone really is a true disciple of Christ and all that that means, literally everything else in their life has to fall in place. By definition, the goodness of God is on your life in in every single situation. You will you will seek God, you will hear from God, you will obey God, and you'll share God. Those are kind of the four things that I see a disciple mm-hmm. of Christ really doing on a daily basis. And so, like you said, um, that not only it has that sort of ripple effect of everything in their life, but it also drives my fatherhood for them. Like you said, relationship. How can they? follow me in that if I don't have relationship with them. Yep. You know, that can inform my parenting too, that it, that why. Um, and so, yeah, those are my thoughts on that. Like have something in your mind as their dad that's like this is the all-encompassing big umbrella thing and everything will fall into place under that. And that can drive your decision-making, it, your thoughts, your behavior, your your conversations to target them and point them towards that big deal, that big thing. That's a, it's exactly kind of I think you know where we Bridget and I would we're we're heading in that you know that was our big win too or like mm-hmm. big desire if we could just if they, our kids just have a relationship with Jesus. Yes, I mean and 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 so what I think what we thought early on when they were young is that if we can teach them to trust that when they obey us as parents, when they can learn to trust that that always works best, even though I may not like this or may not be my, right. my selfish desire want to do, right. but if I can learn through these early years that trusting mom and dad is, 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 it leads to the best result, yes. that then we felt like that would then, when we said, all right, now that's going to lead them to trust in their obedience to God. When they got older and can make Absolutely. that decision, because they would see like, why did mom and dad lead us this way? That it always led us, it, you know, was the right way. Well, it's because their hearts were pointed the best that they could towards a, a God that they had a relationship with. Mm-hmm. And so we now will, you know, what we're going to trust 
that that decision that our parents made to, to follow God, we're going to trust that ourselves. That's so good. So, so good. But it was all done through honor. You know, our yeah. desire as, as a husband and wife to honor each other, but honor, you know, God with our lives, which led then to like trying to like cultivate honor in our home. Yeah. So that it would eventually, they would want to honor God in the same way that we desire to honor God. Right. Because ultimately right. that they have to make that choice for themselves. Yeah. But we can't help them make that choice outside a relationship. So. That's right. All right. That is going to we're going to we're going to steer towards uh part 2 of this of this conversation but uh, uh as we as we wind down a couple of announcements um if you are a dad camp person and if you're not listen up to but March 16th is registration day for uh basically the majority of our USA uh camps so if you're in the United States and if you're talking Midwest Pennsylvania Texas uh you know, like Midwest meaning Indiana, uh, Indiana, Ohio. Uh, uh, we also have events that are already open or are going to be open really soon for uh, Illinois and Hawaii because uh, those events are coming here in April and May. So, but March 16th is the big day. And like literally mark it down, get your friends in aware of it because these events will sell out in a matter of hours. If you yes. miss March 16th at 9 a.m., uh, you may miss a chance to experience dad camp with your with your kids, and that's the last thing that we want for you. So uh, March 16th, remember that. Um, and then we have a breakfast event in the Midwest in, in Kokomo and uh, and uh, Indianapolis, Carmel. Uh, so it's called Dad Camp Fuel. It's a 90-minute uh, experience where we're going to refuel your tank, worship, give you some vision for dad camp. Uh, uh, we're, we're, uh, we're getting those together, but February 10th in Kokomo, February 17th in Carmel. Uh, so look for more, or you know, you, right now you could. Um, I'm sure you can register um, for that, and uh, there's limited space there, about 100, 100 spots, 120 spots per event. So uh, first come, first at it, and we've been selling those out for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, and then uh, for if you're in the Dad Camp Army, uh, as we as you know, before the end of this month, uh, one thing that we've that we've said to army members as part of their commitment to the to the ministry is that uh, we're going to give you early registration access, and so that we are going to continue with that. So we're going to give you access to register with you and a, and a friend that's never come before before March sixteenth. But the only way you get that code is to be fulfilling your commitment as a Dad Camp Army member, and that is your giving. And so if you haven't fulfilled that pledge, that commitment to, 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 be, uh, to be being generous and giving towards the mission and vision of Dad Camp. That is a kind of one of those, hey, we're, all, we're asking Army, if you're all in, you're going to get that code. So I just want to give you guys that, that little touch that we, we, uh, we're, we're looking at it at, as of the end of January. We're looking at you know, who's fulfilling that, that, those commitments, and the, that's who's getting those codes. I want to make sure you knew that because it is January and uh, the end of month is coming quick. So, all right. Thanks, guys. Uh, Appreciate it. And uh, Don't Worship the Devil Part (laughs) 2 is coming next. You don't want to miss this story. So uh, again, you guys have what it takes. So go do whatever it takes to be the strongest father you can be. Talk about honor with your spouses. Mm -hmm. Talk about honor in your home. Uh, It is a value worth cultivating. It is a value that you know, I believe, we believe, should guide your household. Yes. Um, and so honor God, honor each other, and uh, put God first. Life works 
best. Amen. See you guys in the next episode. Take care.